Now, there are calls for the government to do more to ease Queenstown's housing crisis. The average home is now worth $1.7 million and rental prices are skyrocketing. Airbnb apparently is adding to the pressure. With me now is Julie Scott, the CEO of the Queenstown Lakes Community Housing Trust. Hi, Julie. Are you there? Yes. Yes, we've got you now. Hi, Julie. All right. What is it that you want the government to do? Oh, look, I think there's um, a lot of things that the government could be investigating, but um, there's a number of tools. I think we've often said that there's no silver bullet. One of those is looking into Airbnb and other short-term visitor accommodation platforms and making it perhaps less attractive to people to put their long-term rental properties into short-term visitor accommodation. This is having a major impact on the rental supply in our district. How much of the rental supply is on Airbnb? Uh, I'm not sure of the numbers of that, but I know it's, it is it is fairly significant. And we, we see it on the ground here. So we see now you see advertised very few long-term rental properties available. And as a result, um, because of that lack of supply, the prices of those are starting to go up quite significantly. I think we're nearly getting back to pre-COVID levels. So how much would you pay for a house in Queenstown at the moment renting? I think you're starting entry level, you're starting around 750, 800 for a three bed entry level property. So that's nothing flash, that's just getting a, a standard rental property. And people in, in the region can't afford it? Well, that's very difficult if you're on the the uh, average income. So our the average gross household income on our waiting list of 820 odd households is around 65,000 before tax. So, Julie, what can we do to to incentivise people into long-term rental rather than Airbnb? Well, I think we have to make sure that um, these people who are putting their properties on Airbnb are also paying taxes. Are they registered and are they paying that additional tax? Um, Our council set up a few years ago a a different rating system for short-term visitor accommodation. Perhaps we need to look at beefing that up a little bit. I think it's about providing carrots to get people back into renting long-term to the good workers in our district. Wouldn't people, people who have their houses on Airbnb would already be paying tax, wouldn't they? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if everyone is. To be honest, I think. Well, they would people, be paying GST, wouldn't they? I'm talking about income tax. All oh, right. Do do do. So, do you want to? You basically. I mean, what we're talking about here is making Airbnb less attractive by taking money out of the hands of people who are putting their properties on Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think there's other other big cities around the world have been doing that. So we need to be looking at what they're doing and where we can emulating that. But Julie, are we are we treating this fairly? I mean, we're we're treating private landlords like they have an obligation to other people, and they don't. Uh, they don't have an obligation, but they've got a social license to be in this district owning property, second property. So there's a moral obligation there, if, if not a legal obligation. Aren't they? Aren't they doing everything that they are required to do, and and more than enough to be landlords? I mean, they'd be paying their rates and stuff, wouldn't they? Uh, yes, of course. Legally, I'm sure they are doing what they're required to with that respect. But this is more about ensuring that as a community, we have enough affordable housing for people in our district. We don't want to get to the position like the likes of Aspen in the States where their workers have to travel by about 45 minutes to an hour each way just to get to work. 
Now that's not a position we want to be in. We want to have our workers living and breathing in our district. Yeah, we do. Although um, it's not only up to private landlords, isn't it? It's also up to the government to provide housing. Yep, that's right. And so that's another aspect, an area that the government should be looking at. Currently, uh, Kainga has around 12 public housing properties in our district, but where they also, the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development contracts to our trust to provide more public housing. We also get funding through different mechanisms, such as the Progressive Home Ownership Fund for assisted ownership programs. Um, and there's also the accommodation supplement, which is another tool that is not being effectively leveraged yeah. in this district. Simply, the, the reason I'm asking you this as well is because obviously those Airbnb properties are being used, aren't they, by visitors. So if you displace the visitors and put workers in there, which is what you're arguing to do, where do the visitors then go that justify the jobs that the workers then work in? But basically what you need is more houses. Yep, that that is one point, and that's why I said there's no silver bullet. We absolutely mm. need more housing supply, but I think the hoteliers in town would argue that it's not a level playing field with themselves who pay commercial mm. rates versus the Airbnb owners who do not pay anywhere near commercial ratings. Interesting. Hey, Julie, thank you for that. I do appreciate it. That's Julie Scott, um, who is with the Queenstown Lakes Community Housing Trust. She's the CEO there.